Welcome back to another edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman. Brian, I need a little pick-me-up from you. Remember, you're going to be the positive Twitter guy last week? Sure, absolutely. Can you help me as a baseball fan? Tell me what is wrong with the New York Yankees, Brian? That's where I'm going to start today. What is wrong? Mm. Go ahead. As the unbiased opinion of a Met fan, please tell me what you No, think. well, what is wrong? What about being positive? Uh, yes. You're still in first place. Yeah, by a mile. Yes, absolutely. Still score the most runs in the league. Yeah. That's all I got. Twenty and twenty-five in their last forty-five games. Two and nine over the two and nine over the last eleven. I don't know why we use the eleven, but two and nine. Not a great weekend in Fenway against the Boston team that's in last place. And again, Brian, wow. the thing that bothers me is it's the hitting again. They, you just said it. They lead the they lead the all of baseball in run score. They have the MVP, and they don't score. They, they were shut out three times on the road trip. I mean, it's, listen, I hate to admit it, they missed Stan. Big time, they missed. They, they they appear they appear to and Michael Walker, who I was reading today, hadn't pitched had missed the last thirty five games. Twenty eight. He's come out there. He's throwing like you know, like he's uh, you know Nolan Ryan, not Nolan Ryan, because they couldn't really. He wasn't throwing hard stuff, but they can't really get anything off of this guy. Yeah. I mean, it sounds weird to say because they have had a great overall. Their record looks phenomenal, and they're in first place by a lot. They're going to go to the playoffs, but it does feel. And you're going to. I know. Yankee. It does feel like it's the one dimensional team we've seen the last couple of years. Yep. If they're not pounding out home runs specifically, and not just judge who's going to be, you know, the runaway MVP in the American league. What's the plan B the pitching is not bad. The bullpen now looks like they're trying to figure out if they have a closer or they don't have a closer. So, you know, it's what's plan B if you're not scoring runs, it feels one dimensional. Yep. And uh, that's, Forget about the re- the regular season right now. All that's what we're focused on because they they've had a rough stretch. That's the stuff that gets you beat in the postseason when your every pitcher in every series is pretty good, uh, and all of a sudden the, the three run homers aren't there as often in a short series. What do you do? And I don't know what the Yankees do. I know Joel Sherman, not Joel Sherman. John Heyman wrote, and I want to get you. I want to ask you about this because you know these this team better than I do, especially the organization. You know the, the organization. Uh, if you saw John Heyman's thing this morning in the New York Post, where he's suggesting, well, maybe this they need a little energy jolt, and you know maybe call up some of these prospects. To me, that feels like a lot of weight to call prospects up to help jolt the New York Yankees in the middle of a pennant race. I don't know how you feel about it. I feel like that's kind of like you're asking a lot of guys who haven't really done it at the, on this stage. But see, I think the two of us have complained about this in the past, and I'll give you an example. So, like Alvarez, the big catcher in the Mets system, who's just right. destroying AAA. I've heard, well, it's not fair to bring up a rookie catcher, you know, in mm-hmm. a pennant race, but you've got two amazing veteran pitchers. Right. The entire Mets pitching staff is veterans. So right. that doesn't bother me as much. Like, and there's talk they might bring up Brett Beatty today if Eduardo Escobar or, um, excuse me, Guillermo is hurt. So right. there's there's talk of bringing up one of their prospects. I, I just don't like the reluctance to bring up. I mean, listen, it's part of it's being stubborn. Aaron Hicks has a big contract. So we're not going to bring up Estelan Florial, who was the jewel of the system four years ago, five years mm-hmm. ago. Four years ago. Tearing the cover off the ball, Triple A. We're not going to bring him up. Okay. Uh, Oswaldo Peraza. Tearing the cover off the ball, Triple A. Well, we're not going to bring him up because we have to pay Josh Donaldson this year and next year. Those are the things that it's the stubbornness and almost like the admission. You don't want to admit the failure. And I, I you know, James McCann for you as a Met fan, like I, he had a little blue pit yesterday, but 
why can't we see the young prospects during a penalty? Oh, I agree with you. It's, it bothers yeah. me. I don't get it. Part of me, I think it's just stubbornness and not wanting to admit that you made a mistake. I think that's some of it. I think, though, to counter that a little bit, I think the teams are in a different place. I think if you bring up Francis, a guy like Francisco Alvarez from the Mets, who immediately steps in and they talk about him DHing, but he feels an area of need because their catching position offensively has been abysmal the last couple of years. The McCann contract looks like a mistake, but you're asking him to sort of grow into go into a decent lineup full of veterans, and they're the Mets. You know, they're not asking him to be a savior somewhat. Exactly. But the Yankees right now, I don't feel like, oh, we need reinforcements. We better bring up these young guys. I That's fine. I just feel like it's kind of like mm, you're asking a lot of dudes who uh, everybody tells me, and you know, I mean, you talk to you know people within baseball. The biggest jump in the world for professional ball players is from AAA to the major leagues. So if these guys come up here in the middle to a reeling Yankee team and they get off to a slow start, I'm not trying to be Mr sports psychologist but what does that do for them what does that do the team i don't know i don't there's not really a good answer when you're you know two and nine other than yeah. start hitting other than start hitting again and, and here's the thing brian the yankees started tim lacastro in center field that he's was like their a, he's a fifth outfielder he, he's a, great and plays good defense great speed on the bases but he can't hit quadruple a player they didn't play aaron hicks last night in a nationally yeah. televised yeah. game against a right-handed pitcher. If he can't play in that, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So what, I mean, listen, sometimes you just got to cut bait. And again, if these guys don't do well, you send them back down, but the minor league season only has three weeks left to it. So they're gonna I come think, up, both, they're gonna come I think both of our teams, I think both of our teams are going to see that. Um, they're going to, they're going to give these guys a little taste in September either way, especially if they both have big leads. Yeah, I, I think that's, will. they probably will. And I think the Yankees will be okay because we're in the, short term because the heating will come back it's cyclical it's sort of like it's one of the frustrating things of baseball it's like it's like it goes to the clubhouse like oh i can't hit now you can't hit it's like a vibe yeah but uh I don't and you gotta remember that. the 98 yankees brought up shane spencer who yeah. in september hit what 12 13 home runs or something. yeah listen i'm not saying it can't work i'm just saying that if that's your main plan fingers crossed no the plan is you got to get stanton back healthy Put him in the middle of the line. Doesn't sound like he's close. Doesn't sound like he's close. Baseball activities today, and then mm. he'd probably play a game uh, this week. I bet he's in the line because okay. if I was okay. a big man. So anyway, um, but yeah. the Red Sox take two of three. Yankees lose two of three. Yankees have Tampa Bay, Toronto, and then the Mets. So a big homestand mm. coming up this week. So uh, should be Whoa. interesting to see what happens when we're doing this podcast a week from now. Yes, indeed. Your Mets are rolling. Let's talk about them. Seems like they can't do anything wrong right now. No, I mean, yeah, they had a good weekend in Philadelphia. Uh, hosting Philadelphia took two out of three, lost a tough game on Friday night in extra innings. Where they played like one of the game. They actually played kind of an uncharacteristically sloppy game. Um, but you know, one nothing on Saturday night, great game. Uh, and then six nothing bludgeoning yesterday. So they shut that Philly offense down. They look good. Uh, and a little bit of a lit- another litmus test because they're going into Atlanta tonight. We're taping this uh, on a Monday afternoon. They're going to Atlanta tonight and, you know, see what happens. Put away the uh, division this week. They could put it away this week. Yeah. And they do have a little bit of breathing room with a five and a half game leader. I think it was five because um, Atlanta swept the Marlins this weekend. You know, even you, you can't get you can't get swept. And it's probably unrealistic to think that you'll sweep them, but you can. You can put a heart in them, and they've done a good job with Atlanta this year, both home and down there. So we'll see what happens. 
you, know, you take two out of three, you're not only taking games off this calendar and off the schedule, you're putting, you know, another game in front of, you know, six, get out of there, six and a half, seven and a half game lead. You're in great shape. So it's the one of, I, I'm trying to be positive. Like Mr. Positive Twitter guy, you do as a Met fan, who's really of some rough history with leads and blowing leads. Um, the Mets, yeah, they got four in Atlanta. Then they go out. Then they go to Philly for three. Then they get the Yankees after that. So a good stretch again, tough stretch against good teams. Their September schedule is, on paper, uh, not challenging. But that's yeah. the sort of thing that makes us Mets fans a little worried. So, well, listen, you have an adult in the room in Buck Showalter, and I got to I got to ask you this. I haven't. I don't. I, listen, I I love Buck. I mm-hmm. will root for him. Um, he's almost turned into the. Casey Stengelis after uh, not the, but just, he, he seems to be showing more of his personality talking yeah. about things that you never would have saw him do before. I mean, part of that's winning, I guess, you know, he's a little looser, but talking about watching the episodes of the honeymooners on his day, uh, whatever he says he was doing. But oh, he's all over the place now. He's yeah, been Like his post games are must watch because he's going to say something funny. Yeah. I think maybe it's the older, what, like, you know, maybe I don't know if he's getting to that grandpa stage, you know, where you like, you know, I used to say like telling uh, some yarns. I remember my, my grandfather being like just, you know, this nice, easygoing guy and, you know, always just so soft-spoken and relaxed. And my dad going, yeah, not so much when we were growing up. And maybe Bucks yeah. entered that stage where it's like, uh, you know, man, I'm chilling. Smelling I'm, the roses. I'm, smelling love, roses. I'm smelling the roses. I got a great team. I love this. I think he really loves these guys, uh, the young and getting back with the players. He obviously is not phased by New York. I think he embraces that. You know, mentioned the press, the post game. I think he embraces and just enjoys the whole give and take. Like you know, he's been there. What's he? What's he do? Get fired? Sixty eight yeah. years old. He's got he's got money in the bank, and yeah. he's got a chance to maybe finally win a title. Good. Yeah, it's been. I mean, where's the wood? It's. <laughs> I mean, it's worked out. I'm better than any anyone could have hoped for. You know, I was like banging the drum for Joe Girardi last couple uh, two years ago, and maybe that wouldn't have worked out. So again, it's early; they ain't won anything yet. So, but it's been a fun baseball season in New York for uh, New York fans. Let me ask you this: the Mets are bringing back their old timers day. They haven't done it since the seventies or the early eighties. No, uh, almost 80s? thirty years. Nineteen ninety-four was that when they did it? Wow. Okay, almost thirty years. What are your thoughts about that? The Yankees did it a couple of weeks ago. They didn't play the game because of didn't go well. issues, etc. Don't have a lot of stars right now because they're kind of in the middle of the dynasty team is not old enough yet. They right. are, you know what I mean? So they're those, you know, the Ron Gidrys of the world, the Greg Nettles, the Chris Chambliss, those are great memories, but they don't, you know, sell tickets like Mantle, DiMaggio, and Rizzuto and Yogi Berra, obviously. But tell me about that. Would that be something you're going to watch? Will you go to the, go to it? Uh, tell me about I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm going. Uh, looking forward to going. Uh, and I saw the Ross this week. It's fun, you know. I know the Mets don't have the history that the Yankees do, but a few teams do. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. I think it's great. I think it's good that they finally doing something like that, embracing the past. And a lot of guys showing up. I mean, you know, you're going to see Joe Torre in a Met uniform for the first time since like since 1981. Um, a lot of guys getting back there. I mean, I am I know you're going to make it. I'm waiting for a Raphael Santana joke. Um, <laughs> is there one person you're like, wow, I'm looking forward to seeing it? Is there, is there who's going to be the – and, I, and I'll say this because I've done it myself. But is there going to be one player who's going to maybe get a little dusty for you when you see him come out in the uniform? Maybe because dusty. a little reminiscing, you know, and like take you back to your childhood type deal. 
It's been um, the one guy that sort of sticks out for me because, again, I I have to admit, I always felt a little tinge more than a little tinge, a little a big tinge of jealousy when he did so well with the Yankees. I'm going to be I'm going to be looking forward to seeing David Cohn in a Met uniform again okay. uh, and any of the one of the 86 guys. I mean, I like the some of the little if you're a diehard Met fan and you grew up in that area, you remember that team seeing a guy like I know I'm like it's going to be awesome to see Straw and Doc Gooden and, you know, we see Keith and Ron are here. Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling are obviously with the team as announcers. I think it's gonna be cool to see a guy like Kevin Mitchell. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. I like, like that. Man, idea. like a guy I never should have left to begin with, or a Ray Knight, but yeah, someone like a Kevin Mitchell would be kind of cool. What about like Sid Fernandez? Is he coming? Sid, like Sid's gonna be there. He probably looks like probably won't recognize him. Yep. Uh, because he's not quite the hefty fellow he once was. Uh I was a little Lenny was, Dykstra, Lenny Dykstra on the Zoom on the Dynamics. I don't think Lenny. I don't, yeah, I'm guessing Lenny's <laughs> not vaxxed, and even if he was vaxxed, I I don't know. I'm just guessing. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. I'm guessing he, he might not. Have, he wouldn't have attended anyway. I was a little surprised to see that Davey Johnson's not coming, and I'm hoping that's not a health thing, but maybe it is. Okay. Again, yeah, they had four firmware managers coming back. Uh, I mentioned Joe Torrey, uh, Terry Collins, Willie Randolph. Willie Randolph, and I'm blanking on the last one. Uh, uh, Jeff Torborg will not thank you. Thank you. No. no, Jeff Torborg. Yeah, it'll no, be fun. No he's Dallas dead. Green either. He's dead. Well, he's uh, passed. Yeah. Who else could it? Uh, Buddy, Buddy Harrelson. He's dead. Uh, right? Buddy Harrelson. Buddy Harrelson's not dead. Don't kill him yet. Uh, I can't remember the fourth guy. Uh, I'm not going to look it up. But Tori, Terry Collins, and uh, Willie. Willie Randolph, and another guy whose name I can't remember right now. But it'll be fun. Mike Piazza was on with the guys on SNY this weekend talking about looking forward to it. I guess he and Al Leiter, because it's an intra-squad intra old-timers game, he and Al Leiter have some bet about if he can you know, get a hit off Leiter. So Al is Al Leiter working right now, by the way? I don't ever, is he working for MLB? Is he working right now? He, he kind of fell out of favor a little bit. Was it a, he, Well, he had the whole... He had the Paul O'Neill thing with MLB. Okay. So actually, I guess he's probably rectified that because I think he has to be to to get to come to this game. Um, All right. But I don't know. He was working with with he was. I don't know if he still is. He was working as a consultant with the Mets, which is why he left the Yankees broadcast team. I don't know if he's still doing that or not. Hmm. I'm sure he's doing all right. He's got a kid who's a pretty good uh, pitching prospect. He's probably enjoying watching him pitch. The other thing I want to ask you, if you watched any of the Jeter documentary now that it's all, uh, all the episodes have been released. Not one second. Will you plan on seeing? No. Come on. I watched the Mets 30 for 30. The Mets are interesting. Derek Jeter's like, why, why don't I just sit, stare at my feet for two hours? You do that already. I want, I don't, it has nothing to do with the Yankees. I watched, you know, I, I'll watch anything about it. You're you know, a baseball fan. What's, what am I going to learn? What, what am I, what's he going to tell me? He Brian, was the you're, you're a host dude. Of he a was you got it. He was the he was the blandest superstar in the history of New York sports. I'll tell you. I think you will enjoy it because he does reveal some things, and I think you'll enjoy the history of it as a baseball fan, just like I enjoyed the Mets '86. And again, I'm not a Met fan. It's a good story, but I think you will enjoy it as a host of a sports podcast that discusses Yankees. I think it's oh uh, now it's obligatory. Some, I should be doing it for yes, I, I do. I think there are some okay. things you need to watch. So let's get out. And but Brian, again, it's seven hours away from your family. Seven hours? This goddamn thing is seven hours on Derek Cheater. Seven episodes. Oh my god. Seven episodes. Can watch it. Come as you go. Oh, I'm telling you, know you you're, you're gonna you, you're gonna you watch it. Left like on, it. You know what was left on the cutting room floor, the editing floor? Nothing. They had to stretch out as long. They had to use every piece to get seven hours out of it. Oh my God! 
you will be fascinated by the A Rod stuff. Him and A Rod. You will let be me fascinated. guess. There, let me guess. There was some friction. A little was bit of friction. friction. Yep. Uh, the Red Sox stuff is good. Uh, what else is in there? You'll enjoy it as a baseball fan. Trust me, I would not sell you a, uh, a bill of goods. Right. I'll, I'll you'll enjoy it. I'll, I'll try. I'll dip my toe in the pool, but I'm not jumping off the diving board. I'll see. Again with the feet. Why are we always going to talk about feet? Who said anything about feet? Stare at your feet for two hours, dip my toe uh, in the know. pool. I don't know. That's a good so, point. Maybe got an issue. I, I don't have the best looking feet, so that's kind of weird. Yeah, a little Rex Ryan, All Mark right. Sanchez thing. Speaking so, of that, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Let's move on. I, I don't no, I was going to say, we're going to talk about football. We're going to take a time out. When we get back, we're going to talk a little NFL preseason football. You were already angry on Twitter about Dak Prescott this morning. I saw that. Speaking of you know, NFL preseason <coughs> football, speaking of boring. But, yeah, let, we'll get to that in a minute. Nice Brian doesn't exist on the Twitter today. Already getting nasty with the uh, Cowboys. I try. It's there. a new week. I tried last week. All right. Here we go. We're going to talk NFL and all kinds of other birthday lists all coming up in just a bit. Yeah, first let's talk about all as well, like we do every week, because, uh, you know, a good night's sleep is important. That's something that never gets old, a good night's sleep. Also believes in the power of a good night's sleep. It's been the guiding principle of theirs since they launched, and they are talk, They are selling products that feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support. We are talking about, oh, the hybrid mattress technology that combines the best of both worlds, uh, memory foam and individually wrapped coils for wind bundle comfort and support that means the Allswell queen mattress yeah that's what it is and it starts as low as 345 bucks that's a queen size mattress at only 345 bucks plus you get free shipping 10 year limited warranty 100 night risk-free trial all that good stuff here's another way to say if you've listened to this podcast right now hey you got to click on to listen to us right wherever you get it you know apple itunes odyssey run all those things wherever you get your podcast well if you click on one of our episodes You'll see a link for allswellhome.com. If you click on that link, you'll get 15% off your total order on your first order from Allswell. So remember, sleep well and save well with Allswell. Brian, the Jets dodged a bullet last week with one of those meaningless preseason games. Quarterback Zach Wilson with a knee injury. Uh, he's still going to have surgery. It looks like a meniscus issue. Missed two to yep. four weeks. Mm-hmm. Could could be ready for opening day. I would probably say they'll side on the caution part and not play him opening day. But um, you get a, again, these preseason games and football injuries, you're seeing it all around the league. Tom Brady starting center, blew a knee out in the first of campus uh, of, of camp. Excuse me. I uh, just, I, I don't know how to solve it. Football is a tough sport. People get hurt all the time, but I'm not going to watch a preseason game. No. I was glad there was one on channel nine the other day between the Patriots and Giants. I didn't watch it, but it made uh, the evening a little better as far as our workload. But other than that, <laughs> I mean, it's just Jeez. preseason football. I mean, you're, you're, uh, you'll have you, will you watch the hard knocks Detroit lions? I watched the first episode of it. I wasn't, I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm the thing of it is, is, the the head in terms of this season, the head coach Dan Campbell mm. is kind of a character. He's a good watch. The problem with this thing is no stars. Twenty years in, hard. Well, it's the other thing is too. Is twenty years in, it's kind of the same thing. And if you've watched most seasons, you know what's going to happen. They're going to see the head coach. They're going to find a couple of people that think are personable, and they're going to follow them around. And it's a couple like, of rookies that are going to get cut. A couple of rookies. They're going to do the like around twenty minutes in. They're going to do the thing where like the 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 hip the music montage with guys working out, running in slow motion and making plays and practice. Like I've seen it all. It's not really fresh. Like even leave Schreiber sounds bored when he's narrating. So I'm I'll probably watch a little bit, but it's one of those things you watch it like it's on in the background. I don't know. And I'm not sure I'll last a whole series season. I, not that it's anything against the lines. 
it just you know that's my oh, thing it's a shrug yeah. yeah i'm not sure it's quite as exciting as the Derek jeter doc let me put it that <laughs> and speaking of that did you watch jeter with uh, a rod and michael k last night on the uh what is it called the a rod the k cast whatever the hell they call it? i did not watch it i don't know if any news came out of it i did see it trending on twitter and again that a rod has has touched said kept putting his hand on Derek jeter's shoulder there was an oh, I... air, there was an alex rodriguez touching jeter count last night on social media I guess he had put his hand on his shoulder like five or six different times. It's just I think I think A-Rod's just, inability to be authentic. Yeah, I mean A-Rod's phony. No, I didn't watch the K-Rod cast. I think I did put something out on Twitter when it first started that something about I'd rather watch grainy footage of my grandparents being intimate than watch the K-Rod. <laughs> well, you've already seen that footage. Why do you need to watch it again? <laughs> Uh, I mean, the second time is a little... Hey, Ma, skip this episode, okay? This week, skip it. We're going to listen again next week. Oh, God. So you're not... You're not in, are you, is the Mets summer um, taking away from your anticipation of the NFL football team? Because we're just a couple weeks away now, right? No, Jerry and Three Stephen weeks from Jones, yesterday? Three Jerry and Stephen Jones running the Dallas Cowboys is just taking away my anticipation okay, of football that's true season. Too. That's the, true Mets are, uh, the Mets are... I'm just, I'm just enjoying the Mets. Hell, I got to, you know... Good Mets team. I have, heck, looking forward to the Rangers more in th- two months more than I'm looking forward to the, the Cowboys. But I always love NFL football. And now, yeah, I'll end up doing fantasy, as will you. You're going to get roped in again. But I, 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 I see what you're saying about these preseason games. You know, I know Zach Wilson's a young quarterback, but if he's your French and you go like, I just don't see like, now fans will do this. Like if he throws five interceptions in a preseason game, oh my yeah. God, we're going to start over. If he throws five touchdowns, we're set at quarterback for the next 10 years. But realistically, nothing he did in that game was going to let you know and was going to help you learn if he's your long-term quarterback, not till, you know, not till like the games start counting. So, you know, you, you dodged a bullet, as you mentioned, Uh, you look to see Joe Flacco against the Ravens, his old team on opening day. That'll be fun. But I don't know the point of ever playing. I, I, like I said, I know Zach Williams is not a five-year vet. Uh, Wilson's not a five-year vet, but I don't understand why he's out there to begin with. And speaking of quarterbacks, the other thing I'm still waiting for, is the NFL ever going to come up with a solution to this Deshaun Watson problem? He gets suspended six games. The NFL has appealed it. The NFL has appealed it. And now he's going to – did he play in a preseason game this weekend? He did play in a preseason game. So I didn't see it. I read that he played in a preseason game. So what are we doing? he didn't play particularly well, none of that matters in the grand scheme of things. I don't know because I I don't understand the process, and I'm not – emotionally attached enough or invested in it enough to care other than hoping he gets at least a year suspension, but they went to an arbit, you know, there was an arbitration or something or a third party, a judge, this, or I don't know which her title. Or a former she, federal judge. Yeah. She ruled that he should only get six games. Anyone, but everybody, in, everybody cried nonsense. The NFL wants a longer one. I don't know why they just can't impose it then. I don't know. understand what's all behind the thing that I don't understand is the NFL players union. Why would you allow that to be in your contract? Hey, we're going to hire an independent mediator to discuss discipline. But if the NFL doesn't like it, Roger Goodell has the ability to come in and appeal it and put, do whatever he wants. Why would you do that? They play NFL players. union's never been the strongest union in the world. No, it's all about, it's all about money or even sports. Yeah. I mean, it's not the, it's not the uh, MLB players union put it that way. uh, No, it is not. They always get hung out. So Brian, I don't I really to, care. Uh, yeah. Hopefully he doesn't play. Hopefully he doesn't play this season, but we'll see. 
All right, I was thinking either day because I was watching with my daughter the uh, mo- movies that matter or whatever it is that we call it there. Yeah. That I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. We were watching a little bit of the Home Alone one yesterday. Movies that made us. Yep. Okay. Movies that made kids us. Kids love that it, movie. And it made yeah, it's great. And it made me think of you and your summer movie picks. Mm-hmm. And I was I was I was patiently waiting for this week's arrival of summer movies from the past. Do we like it? Does it hold mm-hmm. up? Do we let our kids watch it? What are you right. bringing to us this week, Brian? Well, you mentioned the movie. Well, let's plug it out again for the, the. It's on Netflix. The movies that made us. The one episode I just finished, and I went, "Hey, I haven't picked a movie yet." Hey, that's a summer movie. Ghostbusters from nineteen eighty four. Saw that in a the theater. Remember going to it. Remember where I went. Who I went with for some reason. Loved it. Great mm-hmm. movie. Yep. Um, my kids have not seen it. it. Hasn't come up yet until you just mentioned it uh, when I saw your email this morning that that was your pick, and I thought about it. Don't think there's anything in it that is, is there anything? I mean, maybe really? a little innuendo here. You were sexual innuendo. There's a little innuendo. There's a little innuendo, but not a lot of innuendo. But I saw it in the theater as an 11-year-old. Yeah, they're fine. And I got a 13 and 14-year-old, so. Oh, hell yeah. Does, so tell me, give me your, give me your. Ah, uh, yeah, let's here. go through the, let's go through the rundown here. Have, yeah. Did we, did we see it? Yes. When it came out, did we like it? Yes. Does it hold up? I think the answer to that is a resounding yes, because I've seen some of the updated Ghostbusters movies. They read it with an all female cast a few years ago. Yeah. Mildly entertaining, but not like anything great. Uh, they did something with Paul, a movie with Paul Rudd recently, which I didn't see because it kind of got a dud review. Yeah. Uh, I never, I think I saw Ghostbusters 2 once and I think it sucked. Did not, I don't um, think I saw Maybe I did. I I'm utterly forgettable, but yeah, this one I think really holds up. It's very got very much an '80s vibe, total '80s vibe. Um, I was a little bummed to learn in the uh, documentary series we were talking about that all the interior stuff was shot in LA because it does it actually does have a New York City feel to it. Well, all yep. the exteriors are in New York City because you know basically New York City is under attack by ghosts. I don't want to no spoiler. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, I think it still holds up. I'd still watch it. Great cast: Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, um, Ivan Reitman, who I forgot had passed away earlier this year. Directed a great comedy director. Yeah, it, it hits all the marks. And I, a couple tidbits, and you may have known. Well, you already saw the episode that Dan Aykroyd wrote the part, Bill Murray's part, with John Belushi in mind. Yep. Yeah, I think that was in the movies that make us too, wasn't that? It was. I just, yeah, yeah, Yeah. and so, and then they sort of had to wait around where Bill Murray said, "Is he going to do it?" Well, like he'll do it. Is he? Are we sure? Yeah, sure, he'll do it, and he's great in it. Yeah, and I think my kids haven't. No, they have not watched it yet, but I think they'd enjoy it. And I'll, you know, it's weird because we're talking about a forty-year-old movie, and like have our kids watched it. And I don't know about you, but when I was their age, I was not watching forty-year-old movies. So sometimes we're you were watching Gone with the Wind. I wasn't watching Gone with the with the Wind. No, I wasn't watching Casablanca. So sometimes I got to remember, like, dude, ask them if they want to watch it. If they don't want to. Don't don't do a hard sell. It's a forty year old movie. If your parents told you to sit down and watch Doctor Zhivago, you'd be like, what? You, give me a break. I'm going to watch Smoking the Bandit. Doctor Zhivago, Lone Wolf McQuaid is on cable. Leave me alone. Yeah, John Wayne or some other those other classics. Exactly. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to sort of like make a suggestion that they get to it. They get to it. But again, like you mentioned, a little older movie, the well newer movie, Home Alone, they love, so they might like this one. But I would and let that, your kids watch it, and they. Won't. That's a great, yeah. The movies that make us, the Home Alone is great. By the way, the behind oh, the scenes of that, you got to watch it. 
Tremendous. Yeah, I'll, uh, is that a John Hughes movie? Yes, John yeah, Hughes. Okay. Yeah, late John Hughes. Yeah, I'm getting around to it. You know, I'm very busy, Eric. I, I've been. Well, you have the Jeter documentary, and hey, you know, here's full-time the full-time have- job. I'm doing these this podcast. You know, do you have Hulu at home? Uh yeah, we got all that stuff. We have way too much of that stuff. Have you watched The Bear yet? No. Write it down. The Bear on Hulu. Watching it down. Yes, write it down. All, it all of you, actual- all of you out there. Is it about an actual bear? No, it's about a uh, Bear Bright, a family restaurant in Chicago. The oh, owner, I've, yeah, 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 yeah. The brother comes to kind of save the family business. Oh, Eight episodes, do, half hour. Some of that dopey looking guy with the dead, with the with the droopy eyelids. Uh, all right, I don't know. Right. It's good. Guy. All right, all right. It's fine. The bear. The bear. It's a weird what, name you, for a restaurant. You and your wife sit down and watch it when the kids go to bed. Half hour long. Something. A couple episodes are twenty minutes. So I love that. You'll, you'll knock it right out. So, got a good little dramedy. Very good. So, I, there's your recommendation. Watch That's why we like Ted Lasso because we're banging those things out in yes. minutes before the kid starts bothering you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, we're going to take one more time out. And then Brian has his long list of birthdays, which I'm looking forward to hearing. So, Brian, oh, take it away. You sure are. Hey, you know, long list of birthdays. You know what isn't long? Summer. Summer is like not long. It's short, man. It's already August 15th. Oh, well, you know what? If you're trying to take in all these summer activities and enjoy summer, maybe you don't want to be inside some damn grocery store. Well, that's cool because Instacart has you covered. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. They connect with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite store. Multiple stores are available. So shop all of your favorites on a single order and get the products that you love from your local stores. Hey, summer, I just mentioned it. It's a cool deal from Instacart. Cool deal during a hot season. Get it? <laughs> yeah, this is great. Between now and September 22nd, the first day of fall, you can get all your food needs, plus like stuff like sunscreen and stuff for the grill, and get it all from Instacart.com and get free delivery on your first order of 10 bucks or more. Now, this is limited. It's only for the summer. So you got like a little more than a month left. That's net between now and September 22nd. Get Free delivery on your first order of 10 bucks or more from Instacart. So go to instacart.com today, sign up and start saving. Shop from home and save this summer with Instacart. So, Brian, coincidentally, got a little breaking news on the Twitter, personal breaking mm. news. So, we were just talking about the captain, Derek Jeter documentary that just aired on ESPN, correct? Yes. And on my phone here, right here, look, look, see this? Great. Hang on. I just got a new follower on Twitter. Oh, really? Why don't you and get that, him? Good. Now, now tweet him and get him on the podcast. Tell me, you know. So the director of The Captain, Randy Wilkins, just mm-hmm. became a follower of mine on Twitter. So that means I have the ability to direct message Mr. Wilkins. Okay. And I'm going to do that and see if he will come on the show to do a little. I mean, he did a lot of stuff the last couple of months. So I'm sure things have quieted down a little bit. So yeah, maybe we I, can get I, him on. I have and now you'll have to watch it if we can get Mr. Yeah, Wilkins I, I on. Just, I anticipate my first question to be, when when you were in all those hours you were interviewing Jeter, how how, how often did you nod off? <laughs> Such, a jerk. Question. Such a jerk. <laughs> question number one for me. So get on, get on that. Listen, when the Joe McEwing documentary comes out, I will watch that as well, all right? All you little dopey Met fans. Super Joe, Super Joe. <laughs> Yeah. All right. We got to uh, do with this birthday thing, Brian. What do you got as we've gone oh. into the uh, remaining time upgrade to pro Zoom? No, no, we're not minutes doing of our that. podcast. Not, so please. not until you people start paying for this. We get more sponsors. And by the way, the only person more negative on Twitter than you is Kevin Durant, 
who again yesterday morning was fighting with people on Twitter about his legacy of the bat. Uh, did you catch this? Just for just no, go I didn't. go. You have to go watch. You have to go. Just he was trending yesterday. I'm like, oh god, what happened? Did he get traded? No, he was just getting into it with fans on Twitter. Not his burner okay. account. His regular account. So, classic. You'll enjoy it. All right. Birthday list, Brian. Take it away. All right. Let's change directions going to the birthday list. Steve Martin hinted this week that he might be retiring from performance. I saw that. I did see that. Uh, It's funny. The the first two people you have on the list, I saw things about them this week on Twitter, but I did not see what their birthdays are. But I think Steve Martin's 75. Is that true? Uh, incorrect. He's a little, maybe this is why he's thinking about retiring. He is, uh, turning 77. All right. So I'm close, but yeah, we were talking about that the other day and people, um, aging gracefully. I mean, Dustin Hoffman, 85, Steve Martin, 77. I mean, this is just a generation of great actors and good for Steve Martin. Who's hey, listen, the guy's had a wonderful career, comedic yeah. genius. So if he decides he wants to step away or maybe do a cameo here and there, but not, I think he said he's not going to actively pursue roles. Is that what he said? Right. I'd like to announce that I'm also not actively pursuing roles. Of any part, except for dinner roles. Hello. Try the veal. All right. Who's next on your list? Uh, from the music world. world. Yeah. Rock and roller. Uh, yeah. Mark Knopfler, Dire Straits. Tremendous money for nothing, player. all that stuff. Sounds oh yeah, swing, all that jazz. The money for nothing uh, song probably hasn't aged well. Uh, just like the Devo music video that you tweeted out yesterday as well, which made me laugh. I thought they, I think that's aged like a gem. But uh, yeah, no, the money for nothing. Whip it has so not aged well. <laughs> well, back and watch uh, it again to get. Tell me if you still feel that. Yeah, uh, Mark Knopfler. Uh, man, that's a tough one because Dire Straits. By the way, I got a I got a, Re- yeah. a Rex Chapman retweet on that one. I'm kind of proud. Oh, good, good. Uh, <laughs> Mark Knopfler. See, the Dire Straits was big before they were MTV big. Like they were a good band, yep. so they've been around a while. He's in his. He's going to be seventy-four. No, you, you know, he's he's not there yet. But good guess, seventy-two. All right, I'm, all right. So it's plus two with Martin and plus two with this guy. All right, so seventy-two. Yeah. Great, great guitar player, Sultans of Swing, all that stuff. Just great, great guitar player. All right, yep. next one, your favorite NBA player of all time, right? Yeah, right. Uh, there's been a documentary made on him, right? He's probably mentioned his team. I'd like to see he and Jeter be interviewed together, and, you know, white noise. Uh, Magic Johnson, Urban Magic Johnson, phenomenal. One of the five greatest players of all time. Well, no, people are now telling me that Steph Curry's better than him. So, oh, you know, gonna, these, these millennials who never heard Sorry. of Magic Johnson. Sorry, old, old guy take here. No, he's not. And I love Steph no. Curry. I love watching him play. He's not Magic Johnson. No, he's not. Not a patch on Magic Johnson's fanny. Uh, 63. Boom! Yeah, you know why? Because I get, figured he was 20 years old. No, I figured he was 20 years old his rookie year, which is 79, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I get 63. All right, nice, nice math there. All right, last uh, one. Go ahead. This is one of the ones where, like, man, we're getting old. This man, I feel old. One. This is a perfect man. I feel old. One. Halle, actress Halle Berry. Yeah, I, I honestly have no idea on this one, man. I'm assuming she's older than us, um, but how much older? That's the question. I'm yeah. going to say she's 58. Ooh, you aged her a little bit. You're, you're close. You're, you're missing right within two this week. You know, you just you're two putting a couple. Times. I was going to say 55. 56. All right. So, yeah, she's a little older. Her career. Bit, she, she, I saw an interview with her recently. She did a, a movie that I don't remember. No point. But hasn't been on the radar much lately, I would say. Right. No, not really. You know, big in the 90s, I guess. Um, What's her last big movie? Put you on the spot because I don't know. Uh, I, that weird one that she did with uh, 
the guy from uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Monster. Yeah. Monsters. Monsters Ball. Ball. Yeah. That was a long well, time ago. I watched that once. There's no reason to watch that movie twice. I did not see it, so I will not watch that. All right. So, Brian, you have not to. Very uplifting. No, you have to uh, watch the Jeter documentary this week because if I'm going to send a direct message to Randy Wilkins, the director, you need to be on on point with his interview. Yeah, I, if I'm going to do what you know, I'd like to do, I need you to uh, uh, read Heat Two, tremendous novel by Michael Mann. His first one, get on it, you'll be done with it in three days. So we only have a minute fifty-five left in our podcast here, but tell me real quick: is a little bit of prequel, a it's little prequel bit of sequel. It's got, I'm not doing any spoiler alert, it's got a little Godfather 2 type thing where it's going between prequel the film and then sequel to the film. So you're jumping around between like 1988 and 1996. It's really, really well done. Any issues with any confusion with characters or anything like that, but you know the movie well enough, so. No, and there's a little suspend, you gotta suspend belief a little bit with some of the circumstances, but just a little bit. It's entertaining as heck to read. And it's got, they've got to make it a movie. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to have to get it. All right. All right, there you have it right there. We gave you stuff to watch on the TV, books to read. Oh, we've got a filmmaker on here, so we got it all coming. Yeah. EDBC Podcast. All right, that'll do it for this week's edition of the EDBC Podcast. I'm Eric. It's Brian. Until the next time, Brian. Say goodbye. See ya.